It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to your new weekly edition of this Ibrox, it's the Rangers podcast. My name is Scott Patterson and you are very welcome on a bit of a crappy day, we have to say. Joining us on, on this week's pod is Alex Fear-Smith. Hi Alex, how are you? Well, I mean, the less said about it, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. And, and Reese. hi, how are you mate? All right, welcome back. Hi, all right mate, thanks very much. Just, uh, hi, still trying to get to grips with last night. Absolutely. So we should say before we get into the um, the dismal Derby day, we have to say um, some housekeeping. You can check us out across all the usual places you get your podcasts. On YouTube, you are more than welcome to subscribe to us there and um, give us a wee like and a comment um, should you choose to do so. So as I say, we're recording this on Thursday night for publish on Friday. Scott Patterson for 30, 40 minutes tops because let's be honest, we don't have a very good thing to speak about. Alex, um, first trip to, to Celtic Park for Gio as manager. Um, big questions, I think it's fair to say, over team selection and the team tactics didn't quite balance out for me. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think the one the one that sticks out is Bassi at centre back. Um, although he actually wasn't um, the, the worst player in the back line, and I would have still wanted him to start. Uh, we we couldn't have seen Barisic's performance being like that before the game, uh, especially with you know the the reverse fixture. He was he was really good at home, and you know he, he usually steps up in the big games. Bassi. Um, I have obviously talked to a lot of people and they wouldn't have had him in against Ross County. And, and then I said, but the, the, but you, you've got to learn from that. And, and the mistakes he made against Ross County, he just didn't look settled. This isn't the kind of game you want to go into as a nerve, with nerves off the back of the last game and, and that, you know, overhanging you. And maybe it would have been better for him to protect Bassi a little bit and take him out. And if Balogun was ready, as we saw when he came on, he is just a better, he's better fitted to that role. 
Reese, from my perspective, and we've spoke about this, you, you can share this with, with the guys shortly. Um, the, the 11 that Giovanni started with was the 11 that I would have went with. However, um, I do think three or four of them really never handled the situation well at all. Um, and uh, their, their first trip to Celtic Park, or, or their most recent trip to Celtic Park in some cases, um, won't be one they'll look back on fondly at all. No, I think that was definitely the case. I think before the game, I think the only call that was contentious was Balogun for Bassi was what I would have had, especially with Jackie Marcus being up front. Um, I can see why he went Bassi, to be fair, with the speed of their wingers and yeah. as we found out, fullbacks. You can see why he, he kind of wanted Bassi's pace there. But in Borna, I don't think we'd I, I don't think we've ever seen Barisic play so poorly. Yeah. I think the occasion really got to him. But again, even guys like Kamar Roof, I mean, Kamar Roof's just turned 29. He's one of the most experienced players in the squad, played at a decent level for a good while now. You would expect him to handle it better. And to be totally honest with you, I thought first half, he was like playing a man down. Yeah. I thought we totally lacked that intensity up front. It, I've seen my dad sprint quicker when the microwave dings than what he did the full first half. <laughs> the joys of cheesy pasta. Um, listen, I'll tell you one thing that that has has become more apparent, Alex. I think in the, the Aberdeen game, the Ross County game, and, and the, the game at Celtic Park, is how Giovanni is deploying the fullbacks entirely differently from the way that Steven Gerrard has has used them previously. Um, whereas Gerard was encouraging these guys to to bomb forward almost at every opportunity because it was part of the game we're playing. Aggressive, offensive, pushing back, um, getting the first kick and punch in, if you like, layman's terms. Gio's got them playing differently and they, there's an argument over whether they look entirely comfortable with it or not. Yeah, um, well, our, our most... Um prolific goal scorer slash assist that the guy who's he's always involved is James Tavernier. Yep. Uh, and and you know the whip of a cross that Borna Barisic can pull out when he fancies it. Yeah. So having them forward is an asset. It's one of our strongest assets and it's something that we've clearly worked on and, and built on. The main difference with the fullbacks isn't just them going forward, but you see them in and out of possession. They're so much more inverted. Yeah, it's like playing four centre backs. Sometimes, um, I, I think absolutely that was exactly what Celtic wanted to see because their wing, were the that that's where all the space was. Um, you know, we we had our fullbacks covering the inside, which was was useless. He needed to get a bit a bit closer, I think, which is probably why uh, Barisic had such a tough game because he didn't know whether to stick or go, and and in the end, he decided neither most of the occasions. Reese, I don't want to talk too much about their goals because I think we've kind of we've done it to death on the on the chats and the forums. Indeed, maybe listening to other podcasts. Don't know why you would personally. However, um, one of the things, the, the one goal that I probably look at, and and it concerns me in the fact that we're not really learning a great deal um, from previous experience was the third one, the goal that um, Abada scored, which completely killed the game. Um, James Tavernier doesn't um, prevent the cross coming over again. Um, and Barisic is just, he's like halfway up the, to, the, to the changing rooms, completely switches off. Um, and it's wee moments like that um, that I think that 
there's not enough focus on it's things we just need to get better on because this season is bigger than last as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, and, and we've obviously done 55, great, brilliant. Steven Gerrard was the first to say it's gone now and the importance of this season is, is right up there. Um, and while we don't have a, a huge mountain now because we'll come back to only being a point and the title race um, that we expect between now and May later on in the pod, but you would say there's lessons to be learned that at the moment we just don't seem to be getting a grasp of. Uh, I 100% I think it is a bit of a mentality thing. It might be the case that I remember watching a Pep Guardiola documentary ages ago and uh, he speaks about how winners, when they win something, they're in the shower right after it thinking about the next one. Yeah. Whereas I think quite a lot of our squad have maybe settled on 55 as their legacy in football or whatever. They're like, do you know what? I haven't done it. That's brilliant. Highlight my career. Almost seen as a peak. Yeah. But there's, there's arguably more banking on this season than what there was last. Yeah. Maybe not in terms of bragging rights, but financially and stuff like that, long term. Yeah. I, I'd say it's just as important. But the Abada goal, I think it's summed up perfectly by Barisic's reaction. He's just totally lost. He ends up squatting down in the middle of the box and just he just looks game over. The same as everybody else thought, game over. But having said that, I do hold the view that, and I said this last night, I think it's been a massive overreaction, to be totally honest with you. So worth 45, I've seen a Rangers in the best part of three years, maybe. Yep, Total lack of intensity. But they draw, say for talking sake, Celtic draw at the weekend. They scored a 90th minute winner against Dundee United last weekend. If, they, if that didn't happen, then we're still sitting top the now. You know, yeah. regardless of the result on Wednesday, it's not as if either team are too good to drop points. But it's just about winning your next game. Dust yourself down, learn for it, move on. I think from here on in, Alex, a lot of it, a, a great deal of it indeed, is going to come down to bottle. So who's got the biggest kahunas to, to just take the league by the scruff of the neck and see it through now until May. From our perspective, of course, as, as Rangers supporters, we are looking to guys like um, Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, I, dare I say Connor Goldson. Is he signing? Is he not? Incredible to think we're into February and we still don't know. Um, our, our captain, you're looking at these guys, Ryan Jack, to really step up because they were there last season. And McGregor and Davis's case, they've been there and they've done it previously. So these are the guys that I think we'll look at to to drag us through um, these these next couple of months. But there's no denying that it's another disappointing game this season. I, I look at the games against Malmo way at the start of the season. Um, the semi-final against uh, Hibernian at Hamden. Again, disappointing. Three big black marks and big, big games for Rangers this year. Yeah, um, I wonder, just going back to the the, the whole um, 55 title point, I wonder if, if for many players that came as a shock of how uh, easy it was. Yeah. I wonder Absolutely. if it came as a shock of how easy it was and that is why this season they've maybe gone in with, you know, if last season, how important last season was and, and this season, like... Um, says and rightly so, is just as, if not more important. The thing that I'll, I'll, I'll say is last season was, it was an easy title win. Rangers were superb, the players were superb, but 
Celtic dropped off big time. I wonder if you say they put 100% into last season, 100% intensity, and found how easy it was. They thought, well, if we go with 80% this season, or, or a little bit less this season, we're still going to come off champions. And, and I think they were within the mentality that they were so far clear that it didn't matter how they played because, you know, there is points to be dropped elsewhere. And, and, and like you say, like Reese says, there's a title race about to happen. The big games... Are they come as a shock? Um, the Hibs one aside, the Malmo ones is is one that will sit with you till the end of the season. The yeah. Dundee United one is the one that you know that 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 couldn't have been a bigger game because it's Celtic have dropped points away from home. This is a chance to at this point already two games in. We played first, go six points ahead of them. Yes, they have a game at home and, and obviously they they go on and win it. But you go six points ahead. And the people start watching the table that early because you start to build a lead. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, since the international break, we've, we've dropped points left, right and centre. And, and they haven't. But it's come down to, you know, the Aberdeen game um, it, it, it's poor. You, you try and build on that. Livingston is poor. You know, we are probably good for two-thirds of the pitch. And then the final third, we can't seem to get the pass and, and the ball. They come away maybe slightly fortunate against Hearts um, because Hearts missed the penalty and then they come away slightly fortunate against Dundee United and we come away with three poor mistakes and, and, and injury time that cost us in Dingwall. Yeah. Those games, you know, let's say hypothetically they drop those points. You go into last night and we, we lose as bad as it was, even if we are still however many points clear at the top the players have to have a big look at themselves and think what's going wrong in the big games because I don't want to win you, you know I, I don't just want to win the title like yes winning it on the final day and, and stuff like that is absolutely brilliant but my heart can't take that you know and I'm only 20 so um, but you know they have to look at themselves and go not just for the purpose of the titles, but where's the big game mentality that they had, you know, so short ago, one season ago, yeah. and and even two seasons ago in, in certain Celtic games, especially at their place, the Braga game, stuff like that, it, it doesn't go out of your mind that quickly, and I don't know what's happened mentality-wise. Reese, I've seen bits and pieces on social media today, some um, questioning the future of, of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst already. Um, it's a difficult I think it's a really difficult one to call I don't think you can deny that things have looked different since he came in um, and, and January's been a stinking month for him let's be brutally honest with you it ain't been good at all and there's big games to come just around the corner um, I wonder where you stand on that I, my own personal opinion is that um, he, he's probably life in the goldfish bowl certainly but he's probably one more defeat away from serious questions being asked of him? I think at the minute it's more reactive than anything else. I think um, up until last night, maybe the Aberdeen game, there wasn't that much questions about it. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm yet to see a performance since Van Bronckhorst came in, which is better than what's went before him. I don't think any yep. performance under Gio has matched or even bettered a performance under Gerard in the last year and a half. But personally, when Gerard left, I wanted I put forward rather because 
again, the candidates weren't the most exciting. I said Frank De Boer, and uh-huh. a lot of people questioned it and said, oh, but he, he flopped everywhere other than Ajax. He done well with Ajax in a one-team league, but he flopped everywhere else. Out with that one Feyenoord season where, by the way, they won the title on the last day of the season, if I'm not wrong, Van Bronckhorst's not done much either. Yeah, I don't think he's got any better credentials. I honestly think he got it in his name, to be totally honest. I'll still back him 100% for as long as he's a manager. Um, I have done ideas for Pedro Cajinha before, I'm not mean, but <laughs> um, what I think is it's going to take time. I think this is going to spark a reaction. That like, right. That's what we're looking for now is a reaction. You hear people, like even Ryan Jack's press conference last night, he said we need a reaction Sunday against Alex, we need a reaction. So, if there isn't that inta- attacking intent from now on in, then there will rightly so be questions asked because I think it will cost them massive results. But, I think that the magnitude of that first half and the reaction to the fans and the fact that, what is it, two or three months into his tenure, yep. people are questioning it, I think that will give him that rocket up the backside uh, just to change things and actually spark change in this team because what's missing for Gerard is that high press, that intense pressure. Yeah. I don't know how it seemed like Carter Vickers and Starfield with a fortnight to pick a pass last night, build an attack. Yeah. Goldson and Bassey had it and somebody was on them straight away. It wasn't a wait till they get to the fullbacks, wait till the dangerous players get it. It was straight away. It was high tempo. There was a start on Sky at some point during the game, I think it was about 40 minutes in, Celtic had four possessions, one in our final third, we had one, and at the time we didn't have a shot on target. And I think that continued for the majority of the game, it wouldn't it surprised me. But that showed you, you know yourself, you're 20 yards out for the goal you're shooting into, get a better chance of scoring when you win the ball there than if you do, you need to build it in your own half. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the difference. The pressing's totally dropped, and it seems we're back to jockeying and kind of jogging in rather than jogging in and actually wanting to take the ball and that that bottle has just went but don't get me wrong this should spark that reaction in which he gets into training the day the morrow whenever and goes you know what this is what we need to do every single one he's need to look at yourself and show why you want to be here I think a little bit of slack personally a little bit of slack I can cut a little bit of slack for Gio with the fact that it's very cliche to say, but it's not exactly the players he... It's not his team. You know, he has the the right mindset. And I think he maybe got brought on over De Boer because the changeover, De Boer... And don't get me wrong, at the start of the season, if it was, um, you know, at the end of the season and JR's left and you've got a full transfer window ahead of you before the season starts, maybe De Boer or somebody else had a better option. But um, Van Bronckhorst, Van Bronckhorst sorry, is, is a lot more used to using the 4-3-3 formation. He's a lot more used to... It, it's a very similar style to Jarrah's in terms of on the ball, um, off the ball. We're, we're seeing it ourselves. Barda, the Sparta game, the, the, the pressing isn't there. A little yeah. bit of slack cut because he's not got... He's maybe not got his players. Like I say, it's a little bit cliche. This is the time that if you can't get the performances you win dirty. If if somebody said to me, you know, right, you're not going to get the performances this season and, and you say that's, like I say, maybe because he's not got his players, you win dirty. You win one nils or you take, you know, you, you win the dirty games, you win the little battles and, and that's 
that's the one you want to win. You you want to win this one if it's yeah, you do what not... Walter would have done. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I think from listen from my perspective, I would have taken and Alex. I I completely agree with you. Would have taken a crappy, dismal, horrible one nil win last night at Celtic Park. I I mean, I think if I'm being brutally honest with you, um, after what happened at Ross County. And I have to say, I've not had the chance to come on, but I didn't think at Ross County we played particularly poorly. However, we had three horrendous defensive errors, two of which um, lay with the goalkeeper who kept the scoreline not respectable, but kept it down last night. Um, listen, right. one thing, one, yeah, I mean, one thing I, I I want to speak about was, and Alex you've, um, and Reese have certainly covered the, the the lack of the high press. If we were going to play as defensive across the centre of the park last night as we think Gio has set them up to play, Alex, um, of the three across there, one of them I think has to be a. I have to, one of them would have to be James Sands or John Lundstrom for me, someone just to sit in front of the back four and and sort of patrol that area. What we ended up was with three relatively attack-minded midfielders sitting. And sitting, and before you know it, they were moving back and back and back, which meant that any time our defence tried to clear the ball, it was getting cleared to maybe the just our side of the halfway line. It was getting bombed straight back to them. Yeah. Um, so Kamara is is what we use as our defensive midfielder, and okay, he does it. He he can do it. He can do a basic job for me. He can do a basic job there, but I would prefer to see him as your box to box with somebody behind him and somebody in front of him. Um, so Sands, it looked like he was going to use Sands um, and, and was building him up for it because there was no reason other than that to throw him straight into the deep end for Aberdeen game. Yep, agreed. And then he goes and plays him at home to Livingston as well. So you're thinking, okay, this is justified because you probably have to, it, it's acceptable to go away to Livingston and uh, not go away to Livingston, sorry, go away to Celtic Park, the Parkhead and play two defensive midfielders. It is justified. Yep. But then Sands completely drops out of the squad, out of the team, um, and you go, okay, like, like I'll be honest, that midfield, I'm looking at and thinking they should win more battles. The first 30 minutes, you expect Celtic to come out and, and fly out, that, that's what they do, um, and maybe have a bit of a calmer head in midfield. You say Sands should play. Obviously, we weren't 100% sure what, what the, the crack is with Jack, but if if he was like he is in the second half, in the first half, it's a calm head in the midfield. Um, I think the main, I think the main problem with the midfield wasn't just the, the running. I think it was the reactions. Um, they lost every single, every single second battle. Yeah. Every single second ball was lost because they just were they were slower. The the reactions wasn't there and they panicked and that left down big time. So, uh, I mean, I think we ultimately we 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 come away from from Celtic Park disappointing. Nice to see Ryan Jack come on and and look comfortable on the ball. I felt um, was unlucky not to put one right into the roof of the net. I felt it was some effort, the one that cracked back off the bar. Um, but it's disappointing when you go to Celtic Park and, and that's the, the highlight. Um, See where I'm on the field? Controversially, I don't think Kamara started that bad. Yeah, still, I, I honestly don't think he started bad. 
I remember at one point seeing, I think we were only about 10 minutes in, and because Ruth wasn't like the lack of effort and intensity he was putting in, it actually prompted Kamara. I seen Kamara chase down Starfell at one point. Yeah. Like, he actually looked like he was putting in that level of effort that we expect in arguably at times last night seen from our field. He looked like he knew what the team had to do yeah. because we were set up under Geo that were not doing it. He still felt the need to do it because he knew that's the right thing to do. But I think he's massively a confidence player. I've said for a while, Kamara and Barisic, I think, and I said this at the Livingston game, they've got enough quality to see them through league games without putting any effort. And the two of them just look, don't look interested, don't look like the effort's there. And I know from game, if you've not got that effort, regardless how good you are, their team are good enough to beat you. Whereas the likes of Livingston, maybe no, you can maybe get through that without maximum effort. But I think they were found out massively last night. I wouldn't have started Sands because I thought he was an empty jersey for most of the game. And it was quite, for the games that he played rather. And it was quite telling that he was hooked after 60 minutes, if not half time actually, against Livingston when Arfield actually came on and scored. Reese, I'm going to stick with you because obviously, as with any sort of defeat at Rangers, the next game becomes absolutely huge. Um, And and typically, um, this weekend, Sunday afternoon, live in HD on Sky, um, we welcome Hearts and John Suter's Hearts um, to Ibrox. I wonder how you feel going into that, um, that home tie this weekend now after what we know has happened this week. You know, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but uh, I actually wasn't aware of the kickoff time until pre-pod when we were talking. Yep. And I finished work at four o'clock on Sunday, so <laughs> I will get to see it. I don't know whether I want it or not after last night. But <laughs> do you know what? It'll be interesting. Um, everybody's making a massive deal of this now, I think. Whether it's us, the media, the other side of the city, they're going to be putting pressure on this game. If they don't yep. see a reaction, it will be curtains for players, staff alike. So it will be big. I think there will be a lot of hype on John Suter. Hearts yep. fans booed him uh, for part of, I think it was St. Murray they played when he got the ball, he was booed and stuff. He's big enough to handle it. He's not a daft guy. He's going to expect it. But coming into this, you always feel with pre-contracts that there is that extra scrutiny on the player. Of course. And it's all about how he handles it, really. I, I don't know whether I would like or hate for him to handle it really well and have a brilliant game. Well, I hope he has a solid 9 out of 10, but we beat them 4 now. <laughs> he can be making all the goal line clearances and last last ditch tackles if he wants, but as long as it's somebody else's man that wins a header for every corner we get, then that's absolutely fine with me and we score. But Alex, well, I don't see him do well, but I still want Rangers to win. Alex, it's obviously it's a, it is a huge game. Um, Hearts come to town, and I always find them quite interesting ties because you never know what, what sort of Hearts is going to turn up. Hearts can sometimes surprise you if they get out of the box quite quickly. Um, I remember a certain Alan Johnston coming to Ibrox and, and scoring a hat-trick and no one really expected it. Long, long time ago, certainly, and I'm showing my age now. Um, but as, as far as Suter coming to town, um, with a, I would fully expect him to play unless he's injured. I, I suspect Robbie Nielsen will want him to play and I suspect Reese has sort of alluded to himself. I think the, the, the boy will want to play himself. He'll want to get back out in the pitch and play. Yeah, he has a lot to prove. 
I think he's a brilliant player and he, he's proved it already. But if you go out there and, and he did it in the first game at Ibrox, I think if he goes out there and, and, and you know, for, for himself, he's going to go out on Ibrox, out at Ibrox and think, you know, this is the performance that, this is where more eyes are going to be on me from the Rangers' point of view yeah. than any other Hearts game. And I'm going to be here and listen, they're, they're going to hate my guts if I go and score a 90th minute winner. But at the same time, it shows exactly what, you know, I remember a certain player who, okay, I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was, Jordan Jones, yep. scoring oh, against us for Kilmarnock. Oh. We, we, we signed him on a pre-contract and he scores against us. And I'm thinking, you know what, like, that's the kind of performance you want from a Rangers player. And, yep. okay, it's against us and I hate you right now, but when you sign in the summer, do it again, please. Aye. So if he comes Aye, in and he, he can... First game back for Dubai, you not? Yeah, if he comes and do, does that again, uh, if Stuart can come and do that, you know, Ibrox crowd will be absolutely fuming for 90 minutes. But after that, people have got a lot to take away from it. Like you oh. said, I'm not 100% sure if he's, he's fit, um, but I'd expect him to play if he is. Listen, I'll tell you one thing. As long as that's the only similarity we have between John Shooter and Jordan Jones, I'll be quite delighted. Um, oh. Listen, from a, from a personal point of view, I would... I, I think I would have liked him to come in this month, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think Hearts were taking the piss a little bit looking for the amount of money that they wanted, but I would have loved to to have to have brought him in sharp in a similar vein to what we'd done with Scott Wright, the transfer window last year. Um, wasn't to be. Um, however, I look forward to seeing him. Reese, the win at the weekend is, is incredibly important. We have to get back to that winning way and um, that mentality of getting three points each time you take to the pitch. Yeah, I think the last few years have shown, and I alluded to it with Kamara and Barisic and players like that, our squad is massively dependent on confidence. Glenn yeah. confidence player, Glenn Kamara, confidence player. Guys like Tav, when when he's playing well, he's brilliant. Rangers fans love him. When he's not playing well, everybody was shouting for Patterson. And then yesterday, everybody's shouting, oh, get, give Ryan Jack the armband, which personally I, I don't agree with. I think that, Again, it's just emotive and reactive. But it is important that we get back to winning ways um, and still that wee bit of confidence in the team again. Yeah. I've seen a lot of posts today about the next six games and how big they are, albeit two against Dortmund. Right? I think we can effectively write that off without looking too far <laughs> into it. Um, they will be big, other than Annan, although if that happens, it's curtains for everybody. But <laughs> I think... We've always looked at our best, I feel, when we've had a consecutive run of games. A lot of people talk about Europa League burnout and that. I felt Rangers were always seemingly better when we were playing Thursday, Sunday. It was as if it was that methodical, robotic, you didn't have time to switch off in between and overthink. But continuity, keep going. Aye, yeah. It was just turning cogs and a machine, they just kept kind of going. Yep, but when they've had a bit more of a break, we've seen lapses in performance. It might be concentration, it might be continuity, like you say, but winning becomes a habit. It, you see that massively with Celtic in the last few months. As soon as you, you start losing, when you turn it round and you start winning, it's a faster momentum than what losing can be. And it's a lot easier to, I would argue, go on a winning run than what it is to continue, for a losing run to continue. Alex, last thing I really want to cover um, with you guys, um, and I'm grateful for your time, as you know. Um, there's one point in this league now 
And there's 14 games left to go, two of which will be against Celtic, one at our place, one back at theirs. Um, I think it's fair to say, and I threw this into our group WhatsApp, I think there's a, a large group of the support, with all due respect, maybe in, in your age group, age bracket, who have forgot what it's like to be in a title race and be neck and neck going beyond Christmas um, in, in a league title. I don't know if you agree with that, and I don't mean it to sound offensive or cheeky by any matter of means, but if you guys, your age group guys, um, want to know what a title race is going to be, that, do you know what I mean? This is it. Do you know what I mean? Strap yourself in. The next two or three months could be really exciting. We will drop more points between now and the season. But listen, so will they. So we we need to do you know, be ready for it. Jock Wallace was absolutely right. The battle fever's on. We're, we're, we're ready for it. We have to pick ourselves up after a really crappy, crappy Wednesday night um, in the East End. But we have to pick ourselves up and it starts on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think we'll start with, with the, the young the young team, people our age. <laughs> we dropped points to Motherwell away from home, St. Johnson when they did the dead rubber games last season. And people were fuming. People were raging. People last season and this season, as a Rangers fan, you have the expectation that you go into every game and that if you don't win it, it's the way it is, isn't it? People will always be annoyed and outraged at that one game. So yeah. I, I know exactly what, what it is, it, what you're coming from, um, especially the younger people are, are, I think, don't want to mention it too much, but the success over the other side of the city has a lot of people brainwashed into thinking that one league title, albeit as easy as it was, was going to just turn the tide and, and allow us to then do exactly what they did. Yeah. Um, the financial gap that they had on us then is not the financial gap we have on them now. And just because we won one title, uh, even if it is by 25 points, all it does is make the gap between us and Celtic, even if we are on top sometimes, closer. Because, that, and that's it, it's a title race. And, and I can't remember, I mean, the, the first real one of my experience, we go and, and you know, the only final day nerfs I've ever had lasted about 60 seconds, if that, when Kyle Lafferty puts his first and, and Rangers beat Kilmarnock 5-1. That, that's the first, like, proper final day that I can remember. And we won at 5-1, you know, 30 seconds in and my, my confidence was already sky high. Nine minutes in and I'm thinking, why have we not scored more? Like, you know, I want the 10 now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a title race. And I actually think, as, as big as it is, and the pressure's going to be on Rangers on Sunday, I think, hypothetically, if they drop points, that if they somehow drop points against Motherwell, that makes this game the one where you look to our players to go, yeah. what have you got mentally? What have you actually got mentally? Because there's a lot more pressure on us if they drop points this weekend because that is where you turn it back so quickly. And, and that's where you know how scrappy it's going to be. If they go and win, okay, we know we can stay within one point's difference. I think there's more pressure on us if they drop points this weekend. And, and that's why it's such a big game against Hearts. Reese title race, you'll be up for it, my friend, are you not? Uh, I don't know if my stomach can handle that. I don't know that I was <laughs> thinking before kick-off yesterday or the nails. But uh, last night was the first old firm game that I've proper felt that sick, horrible feeling before. Yep. Because there is actually something riding on it. Yep. And I think going on evidence, this team have proved nothing. I'm making that statement, around 55, you didn't prove much. You won the league with 25 points. You were put out both cups by St. Johnson, St. Mirren, 
before that we achieved little to nothing and now they're in a race they're in a competition it's gonna be testing yep and i don't know whether we'll be up for it certainly hope we will but it will be a massive mental test and i like alex alluded to there i think it has been a while since we've seen a title race the last decade or so it's been all celtic and it's been almost a foregone conclusion last year it was I think the title was done by about March. Yep. I think when we won that um, January old term last year, it was all but over. They were collapsing left, right and centre. But this year, both teams have showed a wee bit of flaw, but they're also neck and neck. They're yep. miles ahead of the competition, don't get me wrong. But both vulnerable to errors and dropping points. So it, it is going to be one to test your bottle. Um, I, honestly... I think the rest of this season, even if we were to go on a win run, I don't think I'd be totally confident. It's going to be one of them that you just get through the next game. As, as cliche as it is, just get through yep. the next game, win your next yeah. game. Don't look across the other side of the city because whether they win, lose or draw, we'll need to keep winning. Correct. I don't see them, personally, I don't see them dropping many points to the end of the season. I, I honestly don't. The only saving grace we have is that Morelos is coming back from international duty. We'll hopefully get a few more players back up to speed. The likes of Ramsey, Diallo, hopefully adjusts a bit more and we continue to build. But that's got to start on Sunday. It's yep. got to be the case of, right, dust yourself down, like your wounds and go on with it. Because we can't afford to drop any more points. It will be up and down between now and the end of the season. But overall... Can it be too reactive? There's one point in it, and it's going to be exciting. I think it just, makes for a brilliant end to the season. Just to jump on that point real quick is, I agree with a, a little bit of what Risa said. I absolutely think we have the quality in ability, but I don't think we... I think this is where we find out if we have the quality um, in, in mentally, in our yeah, mentality. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a massive question mark. I, know, I don't think it's. I don't think you could definitively say they don't have it because the guys obviously won a league title last season, and I don't think you can say they have got it because of what they've done out with. So yeah. it is going to be massive, and with the amount of new signings in their squad, it's a total overhaul. There's an unpredictability and an unknown with their squad as well. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to make it such a, an exciting second half of the season. I'll, well, I'll not, tell for, you, not exciting for the heart, but <laughs> I'll tell you one of the things that, that that sort of gets it for me is that it has to. Do you know what I mean? Some of these guys should be asking the question of themselves: Is um, how many medals do you want to have? How many winners' medals do you want to to show as a legacy when you wrap it in ten years' time? When you look back and think, you know what I mean? I remember when I was at Rangers and we got a second league winners' medal in a row. That's what I want our players to be thinking of. That's what I want their determination and mentality to, to offer up to the support just now. That's what, that's what we need at this stage of the season and I hope we get it. One thing that I think will interest me more and all the guys in the WhatsApp group because you two are the young team I'm sensing fear. So I think between now and May you two are going to be an absolute barrel of laugh in that WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, there's 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 no chance that either of our hearts uh, make it to the end of the season. So, I think uh, just to go back on that point as well, 
I was listening to a Kevin Thompson interview a few weeks ago, um, and he tells a story of Walter where it, when they got their actual league winners medal, because the one yep. apparently you get in the last day of the season is not the same one you get later on. And when he was giving them out, he says, users are going to without using the expletives, I'd imagine what yep. we used, users are going to get it together. You get another one of these. I yep. think that's what a lot of your squad have needed. The likes are Tav, Goldson, Balogun, probably assumed quite rightly so a few years ago they'd finished their career without any sort of trophies. You know, they're at the likes of Brighton, Wigan, who, with all due respect, are only competing for league titles, yeah. cup competitions. Yeah. So I think they've maybe got that one, like you say, and went, ah, hey, here we go. Whereas you've got the likes of Ryan Jack, who knows how relentless it is up here, and yeah. he knows that last season's not good. Stephen Davis, Alan McGregor, who will want another one. But Kamal Roof as well, like, I don't know, I think, he was part of that lead side who struggled for a long time in the championship. And it maybe resonates with me that they are settling at one. And it's like a one and done kind of thing. There's no that last season's gone. It, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. I, I wonder... Gerard tried to implement that. And I yeah, I might endure that. Yeah, I wonder if a few of them thought that that, that title was going to get them their, their move. You know, to to the Premier League, etc. And and now that they're still here, they're they are they they're relying on that. You know, it come to the summer. You know, a lot of the players are not going to be where they're thinking they're going to be if you know you don't come away with a few medals this season, a, a couple of titles. Even you know, you've got the cup that we're still in. You've got to compete for that. You got to compete the title. A lot of them you saw it early days in in um in Gerard's era. We seemed to struggle in, in the league maybe on a, a Saturday and then we'd go and on a Thursday absolutely smash it because the eyes were on them. Yeah. Um, and that's not... You, you need to play week in, week out whether somebody's watching you and, and scouting you or if that scout is just looking at the result and, and see, okay, if you're a defender, you're, you're getting a clean sheet, maybe you know, you're, you're having a decent game and if he's not managing to get to the game, scouts and stuff like that, they're thinking a lot of them. It looks like anyway are, are thinking way too far ahead, and you have to be in the moment so that you can plan for your future. I think we see it big time with Goldson. Is um, he seemed to think, you know, okay, I think uh, I'm I, I'm in a little bit of agreement with him that he should be on a, a higher wage than John Lundstrom, but um, I think he expected a move in January. I think he expected maybe mid-tier Premier League teams to come in and now that that's not there for him he yeah. has to plan ahead he, he has to win a contract somewhere else if he's not going to stay at Rangers which a lot of them have to win it. you have to win a contract somewhere else it's not gifted to you based on like Reese says last season is nothing last season was good last season now yeah. it's this season and, and you have to go and you have to do it again and show that you know you have the quality to play for a, a Premier League team Who's who's maybe you know down there? It's the mentality, isn't it? But the the ability's a bit higher, and up here you need the mentality because we're we're a top team in our division. And I really, as as much as Reese says, I really uh, um I'm a bit scared for if we show up in the Dortmund game but don't show up in the league. A lot of them players are are 
you know, you've got to look at questioning them because people are going to go, okay, you, you've played well against against Dortmund and that, but for me, it's going to be, come on, like that has to be secondary to league title for me. Yep. How do you see points go out of curiosity? Because I'm without kind of being conscious of it, I can feel myself getting the fear already. Um. So, listen, I was 42 last week. Okay. So I've I've seen quite a few title races, not recently, granted. Um. However, I've seen the important ones and I, I, I've seen the ones that, that matter. Um, and I think this will be a, a race. I, as I say, I think both teams will drop points between now and, and the end of the season. It is only one point. You know, yeah. if, if it was four, it would be an entirely different story because it means Celtic could afford to, to lose a game and still stay top. I think what we do need is we need a lot of key players to accept a toe in the backside and really improve their performances over the, the forthcoming weeks. Um, but I still have a degree of confidence um, moving into the the latter half of the season. Um, and part of that may just be blind loyalty, I appreciate. Um, however, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Um, if someone had told me at the, the start of the season that Celtic would have been um, top of the league after the game at Celtic Park. I don't think I would have believed them. Um, I'm not sure I would have believed that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have been our manager at that point either, however. So football changes right. and, and it, it can bring its own excitement and um, tumbles, twists and turns. So we look forward to whatever the, the second half of the season brings. Reese, thanks for coming back on, my friend. Always good to see you. Well done, buddy. Aye. Cheers for having us on, guys. And Scott, just I think I'm going to back you in that one. Do you know what? I'm going to back his second half of the season. Rather than being pessimistic, better to be wrong and get in your sword than be right and end up putting it well in par. So, aye, we're going to win the league. That's the answer. That's the answer. That's what we want to hear. Alex, listen, good to have you back on. That's our first pod together. So, you're very welcome. Glad to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thank you, uh, Reese. If if you if you really do believe that next time you're on, I'm wanting a new flag in the background. This is 56. Cousins <laughs> <laughs> got the Wales one. When we signed Ramsey, I ordered a Wales flag, and I was expecting it in time for last night, just as well. It never came, but next pod for guys watching on YouTube, stay tuned. Yeah. For, Wales. <laughs> for for when Ramsey scores his hat trick against Hearts. Oh, fingers crossed. Listen, let me tell you. Um, we, so listen, as, as I said earlier on, all our pods are available wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Acast, Apple Music. We're on all the big places. You can get us on YouTube as well. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a wee comment. A pleasant one is always nice. Um, listen, we, we wish Rangers the very best of luck on Sunday. We hope that Aaron Ramsey gets the chance to, to pull on the blue jersey and gets at least half an hour on the pitch. It would be great for the fans to see him and maybe just a little psychological lift for us moving into February and big game after big game after big game with Hibs and the Dortmund doubleheader just around the corner we will review the Hearts game on Sunday for publishing on Monday and then we'll look ahead to Hibs um, next Wednesday join us in if you can thanks for watching bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.